I have Ralph on my mm-hmm. laptop background at work. Yeah. <laughs> and a coworker came into my office and he said, like, oh my God, like your dog is so cute. Like he has all this like loose skin. And then he said, Do you ever have hair on you? Because he's like, when you're at work, like your clothes, like you never have hair on you. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, because I change and then I try to not, not touch my dog before I go to work. Yeah. And I have this like sticky roll in my office. Yeah. But I said, let me show you my boots. <laughs> <laughs> so I have these like higher boots that go up to your knees and I just open them up and they're just full of hair because when I put them on like my socks just drag along the inside yeah and he was like oh yeah yeah <laughs> there it is there it is <laughs> welcome to let's boop snoots I'm Heidi and I'm Vero and today we are going to talk e-collars. 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 What is an e-collar? Qu'est-ce que c'est? Qu'est-ce que E-collar. <laughs> Before we start into the e-collars, shall we Do have a quick... you have a story? <laughs> I have a quick touch point. On... <laughs> it's an inside joke, peeps. Sorry about that. But... Um, well, one thing I just wanted to mention really quickly, I was talking to Vero earlier about this. If you didn't tune in last week, we kicked the year off with a super depressing <laughs> uh, episode on um, death and dying with our doggos, because unfortunately, I lost my precious Becky over the holidays, my hound dog, to yeah. a bladder tumor that obstructed her. So... I was, we talked about like the process of that and the things to look out for and the things to recognize in your dogs and like the hardships involved and these little creatures that steal our hearts and leave this world and all the, the, the down, the downers of the animal ownership. But, um, I was telling Vero today that, you know, people like you grieve in different ways and it stays with you a little bit. So I told Vero about how this weekend, uh, I was taking the opportunity because I'm doing some extra schooling on the side on top of my work and um, to clean my house up and I was vacuuming the couches and I felt like I was vacuuming like the last like memories of Becky off of the couch (laughs) and got super emotional and my husband came and was like what's wrong and I was like (laughs) I'm like I'm like it's the last of Becky I'm like I feel like I'm erasing her memory and he was like oh god and like the two of us got a bit emotional so you never know when it's gonna hit you and um I remember the last time with our last dog, Officer Scraps, who passed away, that, you know, we had to put him down. We went through the whole rigmarole of that and everything. And it had been like several weeks, like later, we were, you know, recouping from it, getting moving on with life and so on and so forth. And uh, my husband and I had gone on a date night together and we were, we stopped at the mailbox on the way home and the vet had mailed us a paw print of his. And then the two of us started crying at the mailbox together. (laughs) So you never know how or when it's going to hit you, but we all grieve our doggos at different times in different ways. And that's mm-hmm. okay. It took me forever to put Wiggum's crate away, like take yes. it apart and put it away after he mm-hmm. passed away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, my my son, even with Mr. Scrappy, like when he passed away, kept um, Scrappy's collar in his room and his wat in his water bowl for like months because <laughs> he d- he didn't want to put it away. So I was like, yeah, okay. I'm like, you hang on to that, buddy. It was really weird, like after I lost Wiggum, because everything was just so quiet. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, because my socks would always be full of hair. Yeah. And they would be dirty. And if it was like summer, my feet would be dirty. Yeah. And I remember after he like passed away, I had to clean my floors (laughs) (laughs) Um, because (laughs) Wiggum, right before he passed away, I came home from work and he had like urinated everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So I cleaned my floors like very, very well afterwards. And I remember, like, my socks just never being full of hair and my socks just never being dirty. Yeah. And having to clean my floors, like, once every, like, I don't know, a couple of weeks. Two weeks rather than almost one every day. day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah. It and was it, so weird. It is weird. And it's funny because even, like, after, like, we had to put Becky down on um, New Year's Eve. And um, so, you know, we're a few weeks past that now. And even my son was saying the other night that he has, um, he was in his room and he, he heard like Becky jump off his bed because whenever he'd play on his computer, she'd come in and sleep on his bed and like come and go sort of thing. So he was telling us that he was weirded out because he thought he heard a dog jump off his bed and stuff like that. And I said, that's just your brain. Like... (laughs) processing like Becky being gone mm-hmm. you know what I mean like you, I, I used to like think that like you know you saw a dog in the corner of your eye or you it's just certain sounds and stuff like that that you get accustomed to that are still sort of like there yeah and we tried explaining that to him but he was like no like he's like it's funny because like she would she would sleep in his room like every day while he, while he was on his computer so he's like still hears the sound of her getting on and off of the bed which is like <laughs> oh poor guy yeah anyways anyways i just wanted to talk about that one last time but yas yas well speaking of hairy socks um mm-hmm. i have ralph on my mm-hmm. laptop background at work yeah <laughs> and a coworker came into my office and he said like oh my god like your dog is so cute like, he has all this, like, loose skin. And then he said, do you ever have hair on you? Because he's like, when you're at work, like, your clothes, like, you never have hair on you. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, because I change. And then I try to not, not touch my dog before I go to work. Yeah. And I have this, like, sticky roll in my office. Yeah. But I said, let me show you my boots. <laughs> <laughs> So I have these like higher boots that go up to your knees and I just open them up and they're just full of hair because when I put them on, like my socks just drag along the inside. Yeah. And he was like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. So there's hair over everything and I'm, we're noticing already too, like uh, after Becky being gone as well, cause she had like long sort of like white and like orange fur. So you could sort of see it on everything, like the couches, the floors, there's like, you get, you know, you know, those little cloud balls of fur, like in the corners mm-hmm. of your hallways and every room that you're in and that sort of thing. <laughs> and um, with Gibbon, cause he's a Weimaraner and he's got like the gray, very short hair. You don't, he still sheds and you can still see it like his hair. When we sweep the floors, you can definitely 
tell that there's a bunch of gibbon hair but it's not the same as Becky. it's not as noticeable as becky like no Gibbon, gibbon's fur ain't making floor clouds like <laughs> oh yeah ralph yeah. ralph's fur is just everywhere yeah like it's not just little clouds in the corner it's like little clouds in the middle of the room <laughs> yes yeah. yes and they keep your feet warm like you have socks on and then you just walk around and they just like it's like um extra coat extra coat and <laughs> on your socks hairy feet hobbit feet hobbit feet 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 foots feet footsy feet yes so we're going to talk about some e-colors. E-colors. Um, so you recently bought one, correct? Yes, I bought the mini educator collar for Ralph. Mm-hmm. And we're still doing some training with it. Mm-hmm. So I got the mini educator. Um, <laughs> I was super excited about this. And I got the e-collar in the mail. I read the instruction books set the e-collar up, put the e-collar on Ralph, and then I started because you have to figure out um, which intensity he reacts to. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this is kind of like a funny but horrible story as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I start at one. Uh, I did it on myself first and I could feel it at four. See, I, I'm amazed that you could feel it at four. So for... Everybody who doesn't know what an e-collar is, it's sort of like this pronged collar that you fit tightly around the dog's neck. And it has like these two sort of prongs that you need to have contact on the skin with. And it's a TENS machine. So it's delivering like a low, like, well, anywhere from super low to super high, like electrical sort of like um, uh, electricity, like a delivery of like a little bit of electricity. It's like, um, like you could see the contraction. Yeah. You can. So um, the this company that we're talking about, because Vero has the same one as mine, and they are a very, very good company. And I think it's just called the e-collar. And they have like the educator, mini educator. They have different models and sizes and different ranges. And um, so basically there's the collar that goes on the dog and then the um, owner or the dog handler that has the remote control piece. So on the remote control piece, um, it goes from zero to a hundred and delivers a shock like everywhere in between. So um, when like same thing, when, when I got mine for, for we trained Becky on it because Becky would take off for like super far and super long at the cottage and her recall wasn't that great. And um, so we decided to e-call her trainer because it was becoming problematic, like with neighbors and stuff at the cottage and with my dad, because like he would want to leave the cottage and she would take off for like 45 minutes and (laughs) there's no getting her back. (laughs) So we decided to e-call her trainer. And um, it's it's a nice tool to use The, the people who believe in the pure positive training aren't huge believers in it because they feel like it's cruel. But honestly, like you can put it on yourself, like Vero mentioned, and she could feel it at four. And I could feel I could only start feeling it at around like 10. Oh, really? <laughs> and do I know what's funny is my dad now my dad has like these big like German, like, <laughs> it's like a pack of Johnsonville brats like hands. <laughs> <laughs> with like tough skin because like you know he's always working with his hands and mechanic and he's like 
constantly doing jobs and stuff like this. He's just like this little stocky, like German dude. And I can remember he's like, what is this thing? And like, I, I you know, I don't, I don't know if I like this. And nah, nah, nah. and I was like, dad, I'm like, here, I'll show, I'll show you. And like, I put it on him and I turned it up to like, I'm not kidding you 15. And my dad could not feel it. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh my God. So it varies between human and it varies yeah. very, a lot between dogs. But um, I did, I did it on my forearm though. Yeah, like I I did on the wrist, like where you test like oh, for baby okay. bottles. <laughs> like, okay, honest to God, like so. Yeah, if you put it like on your fingers, like obviously it's gonna be different. And like it's if you really want, you can push it up to your neck because that's where you're kind of putting it on your dog, right? Is like around them, mm-hmm. which is a sensitive spot. But um, the whole idea around it is that you need to find out like at what level your dog starts to feel it with no distractions whatsoever. And then you start like w- finding out what your working levels are indoors. And then obviously they're higher outdoors because obviously just like when you're distracted by something, you won't necessarily feel something like scratching or itching like at your skin, right? Like it's it's that sort of idea. But anyways, I just wanted to give a quick brief like overview of the e-collar just so people got an idea of... Uh, what we're dealing with and I can we can get into a little bit about the training like like later but I sorry yes. to interrupt Vero no so, that's okay I so think you, it's good that you 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 gave a description of what it was <laughs> so you so you could feel it only at uh, at four on yourself I thing. can feel it at four mm-hmm. so I put it on Ralph and I started at one and then kept going up and no reaction and I kept going up and I I swear, Heidi, I was up to like 30 and then I was up to 40 and he was just like sitting there looking at me and I could see his skin contract. Yeah. So I know, I know it's working. Yeah. It's delivering. But he's just looking at me, (laughs) no flinching, no ear movement. And then I was like, (laughs) I was like, what am I doing wrong? So we recharged it just to make sure. Well, obviously it was working because I could see it, physically see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he just like did not care at all about it. And and it's tough because like like what people tend to compare this collar to is like a shock collar, right? And the thing with like other standard shock collars, which are much cheaper, like this is like um, a pretty... Uh, intricate like piece of equipment that you're working with Mm -hmm. and it's expensive like so they start at like around like 250 300 bucks depending on which model you're buying and and it it, there's it's very complex like learning how to use it and when to use it and when to like because it's like a wireless leash is, is essentially what it is so you don't have that feedback that you that you would if you were working with like a prong collar or a slip mm-hmm. lead where you know the dog's pulling and you can give a quick pop or you can you know they're pulling on it and they they adjust to it right away because you know that they're feeling it you don't know what they're feeling and it's the same thing so there was the one day where I thought well maybe like because Becky started to get really good like with the e-collar and we could even like not put the e-collar on her and if I said Becky here like she would come over even if she wasn't wearing it and um so I was like maybe I should start testing Gibbs on it because he was sort of pushing his boundaries with us like going to the park and stuff like that so same thing so when when you first start like almost every training video um 
and when you buy this thing by all means go on youtube there's a whole list of like e-collar training videos of how to start out what to do with it different exercises once you start getting better and find finding your working levels with your dog but um a friend of mine who we've mentioned on the show several times me michelle mish i always call her mish mish <laughs> mish <laughs> a mish um did Becky's e-collar training for me. So I remember her describing it to me. And um, so you you start by just getting the dog comfortable wearing the collar. So you let them sniff it, you, like, good job, you, you put it on, and um, you just get them comfortable wearing the collar. Then mm -hmm. once they're comfortable wearing the collar, you wait for them to lay down for a nap or to just be just laying down, like, chilling out where they're not distracted at all. They're, like, literally in relaxo mode that now you start the remote and you start at like like i would say two or three depending on the size of your dog and you start there's two buttons on it so there's one button that you push where it, it when you push it it just delivers one quick um like shot of electricity um and it goes from like i said zero to a hundred a hundred is like the equivalent of a shock collar though and those are the cheaper ones i was talking about earlier where it's like you push a button and it delivers a large and intense shock to the point where the dog like yelps right the e-collar you have unless you're ralph <laughs> yeah that's unless you're ralph unless you're ralph but the e-collar you can go from zero to a hundred a hundred would be the equivalent of a shock collar where you're delivering a large shock and they only recommend using that in life or death situations so like dog fights running out into a street eating something that you know is going to be harmful to them you deliver like you crank it up it has a dial on it you crank it right up to 100 and you and you deliver a shock to them so that they they listen to you but when you're first starting out you want to start at like two or three and again uh, like Vero could feel it at four I couldn't feel it until like 10 and it just feels like a little bzzz, like again like yeah. it's like a little irritation so it's it's not like when i say when you say the word electricity again people think the worst they think of that huge shock like you're getting zapped like <laughs> like a thunderbolt <laughs> thunderbolt of lightning um <laughs> but it's not like on this thing it's like a little like annoying sort of tickle and that's what you sort yeah. of want it's, it's like it's, an itch it's like an itch and you can tell it irritates them and that's you you want to get it to the point where it just slightly irritates them so that when they're doing something bad and you want them to do not to do it anymore you push it because that's like hey listen to me remember <laughs> and they associate whatever um the your commands are with that feeling knowing that once they obey the command that feel that uncomfortable feeling goes away just like when we talked about leash training and pressure mm -hmm. like with the prong or a slip lead or whatever you're giving them an uncomfortable feeling and once they execute what you want them to do the uncomfortable feeling goes away and there you have an obedient dog yes so um you start you so wait to yes yeah, so, sorry vero go ahead no that's okay um so we decided to replug it just to make sure it was completely charged and then the next day we put it back on um a little bit tighter I don't think I put it on tight enough mm -hmm. and we just let Ralph kind of walk around with it for a little mm -hmm. bit yeah um and then we tried from one and then at 10 was kind of like where he reacted mm -hmm. where he was just like oh like what was that and and what kind of reaction was it and what was he doing when 
and and again so there's two buttons on it there's one where you push it once and it delivers one it gives one delivery but there's another one mm -hmm. that you hold down and it is as long as you are pushing the button down it is delivering the thing so that you can hold that in place until so let's say you want your dog to sit so you would say ralph sit and then you push and hold that button until his bum's on the floor and then you take the you you release the button so it removes that uncomfortable feeling on the yeah. collar um, so, I don't know. I don't know if you have the the other button where it's like a tone. Mm -hmm. So they call it the Pavlovian yes. button where it's a tone. And if you hold the button for more than like two and a half seconds, it also delivers a little buzz. So the dog can associate the tone with the buzz and that at some point you just really have All to you quickly need click tone. that button to do the tone because they so know. And some of the shock collars are like that too, right? Like it has a beep mm -hmm. and then it has a shock. So if you teach them that like, hey, like listen to the beep, because if you don't listen to the beep, then the shock's coming. It's the same yeah. Yeah, sort, of, sort of thing. And then eventually they know once they hear that beep, oh, she means business. Okay, I better, I better listen up. Yeah. Yeah. So he was just kind of walking around. Yeah. And how did and he And then the next day I did it again. Yeah. While he was lying down and 10 was pretty much like his intensity level and he would just kind of like like look to the side like as if something kind of tickled him yes kind of like was there like a hand right there like tickling my the side <laughs> of my neck or something yeah like it surprised him like ooh, what is that <laughs> see I can so when I tried to use it on Gibbs and I wanted to test and see what his start like working like um level would be same thing I put it on him he went and he was laying down and he was having a nap and I was sitting on the couch and I like waited for him to like close his eyes. And then I started on, on it. So again, I'm slowly dialing it up and I went up to, I started at like four, went to like five, went to six, went to seven. And I mean like nothing, like he's just lying there because I remember Michelle saying to me, you're looking for the least bit of like response. It could be an ear twitch. It could be mm -hmm. like a, like a, you know how they, sometimes like yeah. and, and like anything like a little twitch of the neck or a little like sometimes they like turn their head like as if, as if like yeah what was that yeah what the heck like what was that <laughs> and some sometimes it's just like a flit of the ear like you know how their ears move sometimes mm -hmm. like when a mosquito lands on it sometimes it's that sometimes it's like a quick lift of the lip like you're looking for any kind of reaction so i'm literally sitting there going up to 6 to 7 to 8 to 9 to 10, 11. And Becky's like indoor working level was like at a, around like between 10 and 12. And then when we went outside, she was like a 20 to 25. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I'm like up to 12, not like I'm talking nothing, not an ear twitch, like nothing. And he and has like short hair. And he has, exactly. He has short yeah. hair. So, and same thing. I had the same experience with you where now I'm up to 15 and 16 and I can see it con contracting on his neck. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, why is he not? So I find the like very beginning of like to find your, your working level. I find it very confusing because it's very subtle and you you almost need someone with experience to sort of help you out with it i think like in like just in the very beginning once you figure out what their working levels are then the rest of it comes along like a lot easier cuz it's the same thing as like leash training like i said or any other exercises that you do for training your dog but 
I found it really difficult, like in the beginning to find, okay, what is my range here? And yeah. then, and then, uh, but anyways, so, so continue. So once, so have you been using it? I've been using it. So mm -hmm. even today, like I put it on and I was like, just cause like Ralph is so hairy. I think yeah. every time I put it on, I kind of have to make sure like his working level is still 10. Yeah. So he was good at 10 indoors. So what I've been doing with him is the sitting. So I'm using commands he already knows. Yes. Which is um, recommended, so I, by the way, in e-collar training. So Yeah, just so that they know what, it what is you're you asking them of them. Yes, exactly. So I began with the e-collar on, the slip lead on, and I would just walk around like in a circle in my living room. And then I'd stop and I'd say, Ralph, sit, a bit of leash pressure, uh, continuous stimulation. And as soon as his butt hit the ground, I would release both. Yeah. And then I'd just keep doing that. Yeah. And then in the house, like Ralph's recall is very, very good. So um, he'd be looking outside the window and I'd be saying, Ralph, come. And as soon as he would look at me, mm -hmm. I would say, Ralph, come stimulate. As soon as he looked at me and was coming my way, I would release it. And then mm -hmm. I'd encourage, encourage him to come to me. Yeah. Like, good boy, come on. Yeah. Um, and then today I went for a walk with Ralph. So I started inside again. I did a few circles in the living room just to get him started. Mm -hmm. And then I went outside in front of the house in the street. I did some circles there mm -hmm. and like some quick changes in direction. Yeah. So I would walk straight and then all of a sudden I would turn around. Mm -hmm. And if Ralph didn't follow, I would stimulate, pull on the slip lead. And then as soon as he would start coming my way, I would release it. And, but are, are you asking, are you giving a command word to go along with that? Like, 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 uh, like come or fall yeah. or heal or yeah. yeah. I say like, come okay. on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, and then I would stop, sit. And then my word from like, my release word is usually free if he's just like in the house sitting, yeah. but on a walk, like if I stop at a corner, mm -hmm. I say, let's go. Okay. And then he, he gets up and he starts walking. Yeah. Um, and then I started walking <laughs> on the street and he was so good until he met a dog. <laughs> See, <laughs> huge distraction. So you have to like work your way up. And it's interesting because um, Michelle had taken Becky for like a week when she did her e-collar training. And Becky was like, like, well, both of my dogs and they still are like squirrel obsessed, right? like the least mm. like the the like if you even say the word squirrel they run to the back door and to like look outside <laughs> and they used to be like if you had them on leash like lunging like with off on on the leash at squirrels and stuff and michelle was really great and like most trainers do they take videos and they send them to you they t they use them for their own like you know social media and, and companies and whatever they're doing um but also to show the owner like what they're doing with their dog and how the training's coming along and literally like Michelle was sitting there and there was a squirrel literally like walking around mining like like I'm talking four feet away from Becky and she was just sitting there watching it and I was oh, like wow. what <laughs> how did she do that I know and like within a week too right but like she's like a full-time dog trainer so like you know mm -hmm you have the time to put into it. It's definitely like worth it. Like if you have a week off and you just like train every day, like in, in short spurts, like, but multiple times or whatever, you can really bring your e-collar training along uh, nicely. Yeah.
but um yeah the whole idea behind the training is again you start you put you get them used to the collar you find out what your indoor working like as soon as you see them react to it then it's like okay so just like you would with like Vero mentioned with the slip lead or a prong collar or whatever you're using previously, you start with the commands that they already know. So with Becky, it was like, um, you know, sit, lay down, um, place. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they go to place. And so you would say Becky place, and then you would start the stimulation. And as soon as she gets to place and lays down the way you want her to, then the stimulation comes off. Good girl. And you start working inside only because that's where the least amount of distractions are. And once they start executing each thing, like flawlessly, like without waiting around, and if they're not listening to you, and this is, again, where it can get confusing, and it can be hard knowing whether the prongs are in the right place. So you always have to make sure you have good contact, and whether it's like actually working or not. Because if you say, let's say Becky plays and she doesn't do it, then you, then you would turn it up and say like, uh, Becky plays. And then you, like, if she still doesn't go, then you could turn up and say Becky, no, and then deliver it again. Mm-hmm. Or you have to, or you have to sort of increase your, your, your levels if they're not listening. Right. And that can be yeah. a little bit tricky because you're trying to get used to the remote control and how it works and dialing it up slowly and pushing the button and shit. Did I push the right button? And it's getting the timing of everything. And the too. dial is sensitive. Yes. It's very, so very sensitive. sensitive. Yeah. And let me tell you when you're doing some training outside in the winter, it's really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I had like my mittens on. It's cold. <laughs> I didn't so even I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Ralph, sit, good boy. And then I gave him like some treats sometimes. So yeah. I would take off my mitten, give yeah. him a treat, put yeah. it back on, adjust the the remote in my hand with my mitten yeah. on, make sure yeah. like I had one finger on the like continuous <laughs> and then the other finger on the momentary. <laughs> button yeah Yeah. um and then i'd be like okay let's go (laughs) yeah it's it's like almost like you need like a super tight fitting glove or whatever where you can like have a little bit more dexterity i didn't even think of that but yeah it would be a challenge in the winter for sure yeah and even i find like even holding a leash with your mittens on like it's just hard doing like the little pop yeah 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 oh yeah for sure absolutely so once, uh, again, once they're executing everything like flawlessly indoors, they're listening to you, everything's great. Now you take it outside. But now, like like we've mentioned so many times when talking about training with dogs, the second you leave like your front door, there's distractions. The wind's blowing. There's a squirrel over there across the street. Somebody is there's walking smells. their dog. A car is driving by. Some kid goes by on a skateboard. There's like the smells and everything. So now they're overloaded. And that indoor working level is no longer valid (laughs) Mm -hmm. it might be so you can start out by trying depending on like how conscientious your dog is to you but um you need to go outside and now sort of not start from scratch but if they're not listening to you and executing it then you need to dial it up to the point where that where you can see oh crap yes that uncomfortable feeling I better listen to her and that's what it is it's almost like a tap on the shoulder like hey I'm talking to you remember (laughs) Yeah. Remember, you have to listen to me. So like they could be off in the field. And like in my command for Becky was um, Becky here. And that meant you get back here and you sit right down right next to me. 
and you and again you just start training like you would any other way like uh, like Vero's mentioned with a couple little treats or whatever positive reinforcement when you get them like in the position that you want for whatever your mm-hmm. command is and then once and you start over again like you did inside so you take them outside and now you start sit uh, with the commands that they know if they know heal when you're walking with them on the leash you keep them in a heel good dog you can give a a quick treat if if you have the dexterity with the remote and the mittens and the treats and the <laughs> yeah <laughs> everything in your hand <laughs> that's why it's almost like um it it's it's funny you can tell like uh when somebody's a trainer or not because um like Michelle walks around literally with a tool belt. So she's got like a pocket with a couple of treats in it. She's got like all these clips and uh, for her, you know, her poo bags and her (laughs) e-collar remote (laughs) and her like water bottle and like this and that sort of thing. And it's almost like kind of what you need when you're training a little bit, but you can start like in a backyard where there's not as many, like if you have a backyard, as many distractions or like go to a park where there's not as many people around. Cause if you start off with like an overload, like you can't take them to like downtown New York and be like, all right, let's, let's start our outdoor e-collar training. well just like today like when we met that dog like he was doing so well and then he met that dog and and I had to I dialed mine up to 14 yeah I don't know if that was enough yeah I know when I did it like he would do the like the back paw like trying to scratch his neck so I think he like he would feel it oh yeah that's definitely yeah. like he was they like do, they hopping on one foot. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you are g- giving that continuous stimulation and it is, it's like an itch and they're like, ah, oh, they're like, get it off. And they like, itch at <laughs> it. like, they're like, okay, fine. I'll come and sit next to you. Like, <laughs> and then you're like, good. But then they, they learn, right? Like that's like mm-hmm. part of like working towards like the obedience and the recall or, or the, whatever it is you need them to do with you. So you know, an, another thing that I'll say really quickly about tools like this is that, you know, I think when people buy their dogs, they, and especially when they see other people with obedient dogs, they just think that like this naturally happens. Like some people can think that like, oh, you just have a good dog or a bad dog and that's the way it is, but it's not. It's a lot of work training your dogs. And one thing that I had a hard time with is that like, I felt like using some of these tools was like, a failure like on my part yeah you know like I didn't want the prong collar forgiven and I remember saying that to Michelle when I was working with her even just with leash training in the beginning because my dogs would literally pull your arm out of your socket like just walking them across street or around the block or whatever um is if I work with a prong collar is that is that working towards eventually not needing the prong collar anymore and it's not it's a tool that you need to use because that's the way your dog is, you know, Mm -hmm. unless, unless you start, because Gibbon, I started from a puppy and I used the slip lead and tried to get him to do it. But like, because of our lifestyle and what we do with our dogs and because we let them off leash and that like at the cottage, at the dog park, whatever, I, I need a prong collar when I'm walking him on leash. I just do because he's a puller and we don't do enough leash walking for him to adjust to walking with just a regular leash. But some dogs do really well with that again. And people Mm -hmm. do leash training with like in the beginning and it just works out so that you can just lax leash, like walk your dog and it's great. But other dogs, like depending on the personality and again, depending on your lifestyle, you need to use these tools. And um, 
with with Becky, like uh, again, I I really I really liked the e collar, and I liked it more than the prong. I find, yeah, and because you can give them that a little bit more freedom, you know. So uh, Becky loved running, and like I said, at the cottage, she would take off for like hours into her back property where you had no idea where she is. If she ran into a moose or a bear and like never came back, we would never know what happened to her. And nobody wants that, like, to happen to your dog. <laughs> no. Right? So what I really liked about the e-collar, and again, when you're choosing your model, like, really read the description of what, you e- what each model does for you. Because some of them have a, a range of a longer distance. So, again, like, I think a lot of people use these for hunting or, like, um, and mm-hmm. stuff like this uh, to tr- help train their dogs for those those purposes and stuff like that. So you want to look at the distance um, that you want with your e-collar. And, um, again, just like the reasons w- why you're wanting it. And for, for Gibbon, he, I can let him off, off leash. His recall isn't perfect. I can tell you that right now, to be honest with you, it's not perfect, but at least he's in eyesight where I can see him. And I, he's close enough that if I walk close enough to him, he's like, I get close enough. And then he's like, oh yeah. Okay. Mom's talking to me. I better get back. So, um, yeah. Do I have to chase him every once in a while? A little bit. Like I said, we're not perfect. But with Becky, it was like she was out of sight. You had no idea where she was. And I I didn't like that. And my dad, uh, as I've mentioned many times on the show, wasn't willing to work with the training and the recall and that sort of thing. He's like, dogs just need to run. They just need to run. I'm like, yeah, they do. But they need to run when you want them to run and when it's appropriate to run and where you can see them so that you're a responsible dog owner. And um, that was my thing with Becky. So what I liked is that like now at the dog park, I wasn't running around chasing her and not knowing where she was and who she's interacting with. Now she can still run ahead. But when I say uh, Becky here, she, or even when I say her name, she turns around and is listening to me Mm. like, Oh, okay. I better not, I better listen to mom. I better not go too much further. And, um, I, that's what I really like about the e-collar. And again, if uh, that's my personal reason, but it's so versatile that for whatever you want to do with your dog, you, it's, it's a really nice tool to use and it's expensive, but the company is one of those companies that honors their product. Like if your leash breaks, if it, like if the collar breaks or snaps, or if you find it's not working, or if the battery starts dying really quick, you literally email them and they replace everything for you. Like they're one of those super great companies. So you're buying an expensive product, but it's a quality product that's going to last you and that the company stands by. So I've got nothing but great things to say about the e-collar if you're thinking about one. Hmm. What are your plans to do with Ralph at the e-collar? Just more obedience? More obedience, uh, his recall, mm-hmm. and his leash walking. Mm. That's a big one for me because I like walking. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the walks are pleasant and sometimes they're not. <laughs> I never know what I'm going to get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's nice to have that consistency, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're, you are in control of your dog and it's predictable and you know how to control his environment and what you're comfortable with, with your dog. So yas. 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 Guess who had a bath today? Who? You? (laughs) 
<laughs> a stink. <laughs> Ralph had a bath today. We took him to Pet Value. Mm-hmm. And we scrubbed the little little pooper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never been to the I, I kept Pet saying, Value bath. Like he's a shade he's a shade lighter than when <laughs> when he went in there. <laughs> and a few pounds lighter. <laughs> um it's actually really well done. Uh there's the bath area, like it's pretty big. They have a little leash on the wall that you tie your dog with so that they don't they can't like jump out of the bath. Um it's waist level, so good working level for us humans. Uh they have the nozzle spray. Do you have to lift your dog into it? Like is it like a full on tub? No, so well it looks like it, but mm-hmm. there's steps for the dog. Okay. And then they can jump into it. Now, we did have to, like, Ralph went up the steps but would not jump into it. (laughs) Yeah. So we still had to lift him and put him in. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there's a handle. There's a leash. You tie your dog to it so they don't jump out. Nozzle spray. Uh, They have, um, like, the air dryer. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not super powerful, and I don't know if they can't because there would just be hair everywhere in yeah. the store. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it in the store? It's in the store. Like, oh. it's right at the back, like, open wow. to everything else. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No wonder. Huh. I thought it was going to be, like, like a glass area. Like yeah, exactly. Like a room that's yeah. closed off, like, from everything else. See, I've never mm-hmm. seen it. I've heard of it from different people. I remember my mom telling me about it when a new pet value opened up in her neighborhood, but I never actually saw like the bath stall area. Um, mm-hmm. So in terms of like shampoo and stuff, do they provide it or? They provide it. We brought our own, but they do provide it. Oh, okay. And some nice towels. And what do they charge? What did they charge for using the bathroom stall? I think it's $10. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Yeah. And then I think you can be a member and after six, you get a free one. Oh, noise. Yeah. So did it work? So my question is, because I find like when I have bathed my dog here, even in my own house, like again, with the various skunkings we've had and and such (laughs) and such filthy dog adventures is I I find you need a really good water pressure, especially with fur, right? To like get the Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Good water pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 And there was this other dog. Mm hmm getting a little scrubbing mm-hmm. she was so cute yeah it was okay. like a little australian shepherd slash border collie mix oh cute super and the cute. owner was like it's a good girl who's a good girl who's a good girl <laughs> <laughs> like the whole time <laughs> that's awesome and how did like ralph react did he try to jump out was he like freaking out or was he pretty good with the bath? He's pretty good with the water part. Mm-hmm. He does not like the blow dryer part. Yeah, I remember when we took scraps to PetSmart versus first grooming. Like they give you a little report card. They used to give you a little report card afterwards, <laughs> of like how they did. And they're like, "Oh, he was so he's such a sweet dog. He was such a good boy." Does not like the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> See, wig, uh, Wiggum. Ooh, Wiggum. Ooh. Ralph tries to bite the air. <laughs> Like, he freaks out. Like, the back of him isn't so bad. Like, he doesn't mind as much. But as soon as you get, like, to his neck, yeah. he's just like, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. funny. So you have to, like, hold him or give him, like, a bunch of treats. We usually do it. So I have an air dryer at home. Mm-hmm. Like, a forest air dryer. Yeah. And it's so powerful. Oh, yeah. 
that when we do it, we do it outside, first of all, because hair everywhere. Yep. But we have to give him like peanut butter the whole time. (laughs) So what kind of air dryer is this? Is it like a leaf blower? (laughs) It's like a leaf blower. Well, it's not the same size, but it's very powerful. Oh my goodness. Where did you get this from? I ordered it on Amazon, I think. Oh my goodness. Yeah. See, I just used a hair dryer with Becky, but it would take forever. Oh. And yes. Because it's not supposed to be warm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't want to heat them up too much. Like, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. hold it right up close to her. I would go from, like, far away. But uh, the good thing about having a short-haired dog is they dry, like, super fast. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. You can pretty much towel them down, and they're pretty much good to go. But, like, literally, like, 15 minutes, 20 minutes tops. No air drying at all. Like, they're pretty much dry. Yeah, which is amazing. That's a good thing about a short hair. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, that's fun and exciting. Yeah, he's all floofy now. Oh, I love it. I love it. Does he? Have, did, did he walk out with like a skip in his step? Like, did he get the zoomies? We, we carried him out because it was so dirty today. And I was like, you're going to be clean for at least five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love yeah, it. Yeah, the parking lot was super dirty. And I was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. (laughs) (laughs) Tune in next week on Let's Boop Snoots. Boop. Boop.